Second Thessalonians chapter one, verses one and two. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Man, oh, that's a thick passage to parse through. Today. I know. A couple of, you know, and we basically repeated itself yeah. from verse one yeah. to verse two. Yesterday was like some of the most densely packed, like rich, right. like I do know. not quench the spirit, encourage the faint hearted. <laughs> <laughs> Never and know it, what you're going to get. Yep. You know? And this is it. But yeah. we've got we've got Paul Sylvanus, which yeah. is another name for Silas. I had no idea until today. Yeah. Crazy. Look at that. You learn something new every day. Crazy. So, you know, Silas was one of Paul's traveling companions. It was Paul and Barnabas first mm-hmm. who were kind of sent out of the church of Antioch. And then when John Mark entered the picture, mm-hmm. who ended up writing the gospel of Mark, yeah. um, when John Mark kind of entered the picture, they had that splitting off. And so Barnabas mm-hmm. went with John Mark and Paul was left by himself. And he picks up Ty- uh, uh, Silas. Silas. Yeah. And uh, Sylvanus, he's called here. Yeah. And so he picks him up, and they continue going around on their missionary journeys and planting these churches. One of those churches was the church at Thessalonica. Yeah. Uh, And so he writes a couple of letters. This is 2 Thessalonians. Yeah. And I I think it's just cool, just a quick word on the Bible, and particularly the New Testament and a lot of these letters. Mm -hmm. It is a unique book in the sense that it's it's a bunch of letters written by someone who planted this church to real people living in a real time yeah. facing real circumstances. Uh-huh. So these are not. It, I I don't know how people think of the Bible, but I, I had a lot of uh, I had a lot of experience in the Muslim world, and if you read the Quran, like it's it's very different, yeah, because it's this real abstract writing. And it's hard yeah. to follow. One well, is all like supposedly delivered to Muhammad it was, in a cave. It was one yeah. revelation yeah. given to one man yeah. in a cave, and uh, you know, and all that. And so, the cool thing about the Bible is that like it's it's written to real people at a real time in history. Yes, and they're dealing with real issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 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 actually amazing if you step back and think of it and, and forget your like extreme familiarity with the Bible for a second and just step back and think it's amazing that 2000 years later, this is so applicable to us. Yeah, totally. And you know, one of the names that we see that this letter is from is Timothy Yeah. and Timothy. It's cool because you kind of develop this like web as you read acts and the new Mm -hmm. Testament epistles, you develop this web of like people who are kind of involved in this, um, multi-continental church plant network. Right. And, um, you know, one of the things, this is like a little bit off topic, but to your point of the real people, real places, right. like we see Paul writing to Timothy later in the Bible and, and encouraging Timothy. And, um, you know, like I think it's so easy to take these epistles and just read them as like doctrinal archives hmm. and kind of treat them as like reference sources. Right. When really like they were primarily personal yeah. encouragements. And um for me, like at the beginning of the year, I read first and second Timothy on back to back days and kind of just stripped away that like reference mindset and read it as like, okay, this is to like a young man mm. who as far as we would know was basically fatherless um mm. and was facing great opposition within his church and just kind of put my headspace where like in in that, you know, 
trial and tension that Timothy was in. Right. And then the letter like really came to life for me yeah. in a new way. So. Yeah. That's exactly right. Exactly right. So applicable. Um, so, you know, this is second Thessalonians, the second, second letter to the church at Thessalonica that Paul is writing to them along mm-hmm. with kind of his little missionary team there. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of the theme, I mean, we'll, we'll dive down into the specifics of these three short chapters in second Thessalonians, but a lot of the, a lot of the theme has to do with the second coming of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw that in first Thessalonians as well. And so again, I mean, Paul is, is definitely acknowledging the reality that Jesus is coming again, uh, a, a theme that we see over and over in the New Testament. Yeah. And um, but he's also just trying to just trying to give them a a sober and and you know steady way of of facing that reality. Yeah. And and like we said yesterday, you know, or or maybe the day before, that uh, we don't face that with fear. We don't face that in trembling or what's going to happen. Um, yeah. But uh, but we face it very steadily. And so. Uh, I'll just read one verse, Second Thessalonians two eight. Uh, it says, "And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will kill with the breath of his mouth and bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming." And so, yeah. I, I think this is a lot of um, uh, maybe a theme verse in this in this book, and it's just talking about how Jesus will come back and he's going to defeat the enemy. You know, and so this yeah. is going all the way back to Genesis three. In verse fifteen, when mm-hmm. uh, when you know God gives the uh, the prophecy that the seed of the woman is going to yeah. crush the head of the serpent, mm-hmm. and so and so this is what's Paul's mm-hmm. Paul's talking about here. Yeah, and just to be really like clear as we're like framing up this letter we're about to go through, mm-hmm. um, this letter is largely a clarification on First Thessalonians and. and you kind of point out before we start recording chapter two, verse one, um, where he says, we ask you brothers not to be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed either by spirit or spoken word or letter seeming to be from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. So he talks a lot about the day of the Lord and there's like a big warning against idleness. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we read this letter, uh, I would encourage you to, you know, have your feet planted in, in first Thessalonians mm-hmm. and, um, those themes, there's like a lot of clarification, a lot of correction and, um, yeah, just, just warning that is really related to that first letter. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great book and a great letter. We're going to, we're going to dive down into it in the coming days. Yeah. So for Will Carlisle, I'm Barrett Fisher. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.